0: you're going for the uh cultured canadian shield resident
1: yes that's what it is that's what i'm doing the cultured canadian shield resident all i need is the fucking purple bag that it comes with to be used to hold my money for some reason and by god i'd be i'd be right back to my albertan roots nice and we're streaming oh my god
0: on the channel, doing the podcast. That wow. I mean, for the the past five, six years, we've been pretty regular about. Until this past couple of months.
2: Oh, life yeah. happens.
0: Yeah, life happens. But we're back. Press X to podcast. Podcast about. I don't know. What do we podcast about? I forget. Video games. Video games. I like those.
2: I was hoping to switch up to maybe talking about my OnlyFans content. Started that a couple weeks ago. It's been doing really well. Maybe we could put up some images yeah, for uh, the viewers. Picks or... Feet pics? Feet pics, man. That's, that's the free stuff. That's the free stuff get.
1: Brett, you get. Rick, you fucking fool. You don't give the feet away. You never do that shit. That's premium tier. That's PPV shit, alright?
2: Yeah, just wait. just wait until you start seeing that paid content. Then you'll understand why.
0: Can't tell if you're kidding.
2: Um, that's,
1: uh, that's the best part.
2: That's the best part.
0: If it exists, we'll slap a link in the uh, description. So
2: Ooh, <laughs> Nice. I knew this show would start paying off eventually.
0: <laughs> the subs are just rolling in. Oh, dude. So what have you guys been up to? It's been like a month. Again. Well... I've been playing a lot of games I can't
1: talk about and some games that I can because they're not like for review or anything. It was just for the funsies. Um, But yeah, a lot of great shit that I can say not a word of until, I don't know, probably the next time we cast. And then I'll have like this big fucking nasty backload of
3: like, Oh my God, it's fucking things. I got things.
0: Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Got a couple of things that I cannot talk about. Talk about Final Fantasy 16. Oh yeah! I still haven't finished it, but fuck,
3: it's where really are you?
0: Fucking good! It's
3: so good. How far am I? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I think we're going to fight Titan pretty quick here. Oh, dude, that might be my favorite fight in the entire game. Oh, okay. It's, it uh, is incredible.
1: I think I I would say it's uh. It's there's that and there's one more that I think are probably my two favorite fights.
2: One after Titan?
1: Yeah, After Titan might be better. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't know anything about the story beyond where I am. I don't know how I've managed to avoid that, but I'm guessing it's a Bahamut fight.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> Could but... be onto something there, Paul.
0: <laughs> I mean, of course it would be. Yeah. That's going to be the most kaiju shit out there. Yep, I know. I knew
2: it. I mean, you... <laughs> pretty obvious. It's pretty obvious well, yeah. as far as who you'll be fighting. Well, you know, if you've so... if you've taken on the first two, three bosses, and it's pretty obvious that you know.
1: Well, yeah, because <sighs> you've got this cast of characters these these uh, these these fucking weirdos who 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 um keep popping up in your orbit, and you see one enough times, and you're like, you know, we're probably gonna have to tussle at some point. And is it going to be a a, a cool fight or a really cool fight? Boy, that's just for you to find out. Generally, it's actually the second option.
0: I've been really enjoying the story. I think it's super well done. The voice actor for Clive is a fucking boss. Oh, so good.
2: If he doesn't win performance of the year, I don't know what's going on.
0: Sid.
1: Sid would be another great contender for performance of the year.
2: Sid was good, but, and I mean, we've all, we've all seen it now, so I guess I should give a quick spoiler warning. If you don't want to hear semi-early game spoilers for FF16, maybe fast forward this part. Three, two, one. But Sid's not around very long.
0: Yeah, Sid Sid is kind of a minor character. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I just,
1: Yeah. I just he's... think his, his voice work is all the more impressive to me for him being a minor character, where it's yeah. like, yeah, you don't see a ton of him because he's a mentor figure, and those have a shelf life. Um, but, uh, y- you know, it's 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 a really good performance. Although, when you, when you watch behind-the-scenes stuff of the voice actors, you're like, oh, that's just what you sound like. You've just somehow mm-hmm. cultivated this voice that makes you sound gravelly and world-wise and and fucking uh powerful and cool and it's just like you just get to hear that dude ordering like starbucks or like fucking fish and (laughs) chips or whatever i i can't i don't know where he's from or what he does or what his life is like so i i I can't really speak to that sort of thing but yeah clive's ben Starr is uh a real fucking rock star man he uh he absolutely crushes it
2: I think that that's a technique that a lot of voice actors make use of, because I've heard that if you're doing a character's voice that's nothing like your own, that's very easy for another professional voice actor to go out and mimic. So if the situation occurs where you need to be replaced, it's very easy to replace you. But it's extremely difficult, if not impossible, for voice actors to mimic someone's actual speaking voice. So it's kind of like a a defense, you know, a, 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 a safeguard against getting replaced.
0: I mean, there's a, there is a decent list of people out there whose regular voice just sounds so incredibly cool. They should not do anything but that.
2: David Hayter comes to mind. Yeah. <laughs> he he sounds pretty fucking close to snake you know he, he yeah he definitely gravels it up when especially in mgs4 but he sounds pretty close to snake yeah he does his character in um in what was the game the side scroller uh oh man what was it It was like the Castlevania-style side-scroller. Came out maybe a year or two ago. Super popular.
0: James, you should know this. I thought it was was like your game of the um, year that year.
2: I think it was made by the same guy that did Castlevania. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Bloodstained or whatever.
2: Bloodstained, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they released Zangetsu or something like that. as DLC later on, and man, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference between him and Snake.
1: Uh, That's crazy. I definitely did not catch that. I don't even... I think I'd given up on listening to game audio by the time Zangetsu came around, so I fully missed that shit. (laughs) Fuck, I could play the game again. (laughs) I could could definitely give that another go around.
0: Yeah, it was all right. James, where will the time come from?
1: Where will the time come from? I don't know. Fucking Z-Space, given all the other shit that I'm, like, waist deep in. Although I've mostly given up on uh, Diablo 4 for now.
0: Because it's, um, it's real bad. Yeah, it, it missed me. And I don't think I'm, I'm going to go back and catch it. Mm-mm. There's just too many other great things out there. This, this is shaping up to be the most ridiculous year in video game history. For trying to pick a game of the year. Like, we're going to have to split up games and all have a list of five that we think should be number one. And fight about that for a few hours.
3: Yeah.
2: October stressing me out. That's a big <laughs> month. Alan Dude. Wake 2. Yeah. Assassin's Creed Mirage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2. Super Mario, <laughs> Super Mario Wonder. Super Mario Wonder. The Metal Gear Solid Collection. Volume 1. Yeah, it's going to be a busy, expensive month.
1: Yeah, there's like a fucking... Is there, there's a Sonic game coming out sometime in that quarter. They've been sort of nebulous about it. They haven't like pegged it yet, but... I mean, it's not game of the year. It's just something I'm looking forward to in that season. Like, I know it, I know it's it's not even going to crack the top 10. I don't care. I'm, I'm looking forward to
0: it. No, I'm just chuckling because I, I love that you're including Sonic in the same breath. It, 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 I love it, your love for Sonic.
1: Yeah. I, I, I Sonic fucking rules, and I don't care who knows it. Um, he's so fast. He's, and he's got that attitude. And he's, and he's so, you know hey yeah he's he's, uh, he's, he's he's a good dude um yeah but no it's it's uh, it is a really big month for games that i don't super care about i know spot i I know in my heart that spider-man 2 is going to be good but like i've never you can't you can't get me on board for an assassin's creed people mm-hmm. are like it's just like the old ones i'm like okay not a not a strong enough sales pitch for me personally. Although love that for you guys. That's great. Feeling yeah. really good about your guys' fucking fall. That's awesome. But like oh. <laughs> Well you got you got Mario. It's true. Super Mario Wonder looks, looks sweet. like Yeah, looks like a bunch of psychedelic bullshit. Which hey, sign me up. That's great. You know? Um <clears throat>
0: It's like, uh, it's the same kind of paradigm shift as when they went from the NES games to World. Mm-hmm. There's that level of new shit going on. So um, I'm, I'm way into that. Yeah. yeah. Him, tra- him transforming
1: into an elephant, deeply unsettling. Didn't need that in my life. Don't think I'll ever get used to it, but that's okay. They're, they're pretty good at doing body horror type shit to Mario and we all just sort of like, that's fine. That's fine and good.
0: <laughs> the um, The fan fiction industry is just licking its chops about that.
1: I mean, here's the important thing we all need to understand about the fan fiction industry: their chops stay licked, all right. Like they're, <laughs> it's like the, you people are all like, oh, they're gonna make fan fiction about that character. The shit they write about the people, the most unsexy, unserious people. Would make your fucking hair fall out, okay? like you can't you can't claim to know or understand what these people are gonna get into that's a that's a that's a that's a, that's a smash brothers level meta that we
3: just can't fucking grasp, you know
0: fair to each their own,
3: yeah. I.
1: I know that sounds like I read a lot of fan fiction. The number is comfortably zero uh, (laughs) up to this point in time. (laughs) I have had people read fan fiction to me, you know, a couple of occasions, just to really like drive home a particularly talented or untalented author. Yeah, yeah, but that's been about it.
3: Okay, okay, yeah. Um,
0: I mean, I guess we we could keep we go back and keep talking about Final Fantasy, but I think we've talked that one sufficiently. Rhett, I know you're playing Baldur's Gate 3. And that's kind of the thing yeah, people it's, want it's to talk about. So It's uh, the biggest deal, baby. What's yeah, the tempt, deal? What's Baldur's Gate 3? It. Is it worth the hype? Is What is this thing? Tell me more.
3: It's undoubtedly worth the hype.
2: Okay. I... Like, admittedly, I haven't played The Baldur's Gate before this one.
1: Okay.
2: I wouldn't even necessarily say that the, the gameplay loop is
3: for me or, okay. you know, uh,
2: but I've been having an incredible time with it. Uh, I mean, I say the gameplay loop isn't for me, but James and I were talking last time about... Uh, Fire Emblem, and I enjoyed the hell out of that. Now, Baldur's Gate, it's tough to compare Baldur's Gate. It's its not really an apples-to-apples apples comparison, but you, know, you can draw comparisons. Uh, I don't know if I've ever been so overwhelmed with a game before. Uh, in fact, I'll just say that I haven't. I haven't been. There is an almost insultingly high amount of content in the game. if if for somebody like me that considers himself an OCD gamer that I have a difficult time moving past an area or a level, et cetera, without feeling or knowing that I've seen everything, this game is. A
3: nightmare at times in that regard but it's great don't get me wrong uh it's really like
2: it's probably the best choose your own adventure game i've ever seen you know it's there are seemingly an infinite number of ways to play it an infinite number of ways maybe not an infinite number of ways to tackle each situation but enough ways to tackle situations where you can play the game i'm sure 20 30 40 times and it's a long game 20 30 40 times and do things differently see different things have different outcomes uh build different relationships it's a fucking monster monster of a game uh it's almost it's overwhelming to talk about it's like i don't even know where to begin with it you know
1: okay well here's something i saw online because my whole feed is just Baldur's gate 3 somebody pointed out that if you have uh the druid's ability to shape change
2: yes i'm playing a druid and you
1: change it to something sufficiently small like a cat for example yep Certain locked doors are no longer a problem for you because you can just find a burrow or a crack or a window and just sort of get in. And cats have that like liquid ability where like smaller spaces than you would expect are not necessarily an obstacle for them. Mm-hmm. And I watched a little video clip of one of them just like you just do a little jump and then you can get through a locked door with like the the bars like a jail cell door. And it's just, like whoop and it just yeah. like the the physics of cats in play, which uh. I love that shit. That's amazing. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah, it doesn't demand for you to sit there and methodically plot out each move in each situation because there will always be two or three obvious ways to approach something. But then, just like what you were saying, you know, there's going to be many, many more unique sort of niche ways to approach a situation, like changing into a cat. Um, like finding you know finding alternate routes depending on who you're playing as depending on who you coerce who you can sort of chum up to who you can get chummy with you know um speaking,
1: speaking of chummy I, I have to ask Rhett, have you been uh you've been fucking much in this uh playthrough
2: uh to be honest no Okay. To be honest, no. Uh, if you're okay. asking if I've had sex with a bear, the answer is no. I haven't seen that. Well,
1: that feels like high-level play. I <laughs> right. I don't know if I expect that from mm-hmm. from everybody's first run, especially first time playing a Baldur's Gate game. That feels yeah. like one of those things that, like, uh, you know, maybe you'll get some hours under your belt before you give that yeah. one a shot.
2: I did, by accident, I did uh, stumble upon... I'm going to say it was two ogres. One... One small one and one that was pretty much the size of, like, a small house. And I stumble upon the small one piping down the bigger one from behind. (laughs) And as I walk in, they turn towards me and and they don't like it and they immediately attack. And now I've got to fight, Uh, you know. I had no no. no chance to even say, listen, I'm sorry, we're out of here, didn't mean to do anything. No, they just immediately attack. And, uh... It's funny because that situation, like something you could totally miss, but it was funny how almost heartbreaking that situation became because by the time you kill both of them, you realize that, you know, it was just two lovers. It was just two lovers out and about doing their business and they didn't need to die. They weren't harming anyone. They weren't doing anything except each other. (laughs) And now they're dead. And now I'm looting well, their corpses. And now well, it's, maybe, you know. <laughs>
1: maybe they sh- should have reacted less violently to the coitus interruptus. Maybe yeah. they could have been like, oh, 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 oh sorry, guys. Oh, oh okay. You I agree. Here, I agree.
2: I'm playing a, a good-looking druid drow character. I'm not threatening by any means. Uh, they they could have come and, uh, you know, had a word with me before attacking. But such is life. Um, yeah. We're talking about the story in Final Fantasy and the voice acting. This is another place, another spot where Baldur's Gate, it's really like mind-blowing how each line of dialogue, I can't recall one single line of dialogue that felt out of place, that felt like it was sort of phoned in, you know? For how many different actors they have, for how many different lines they've recorded in conversations, it's astounding. The quality of the voice acting. Uh, like each performance, whether you're talking to a party member, whether you're talking to a fucking boss character, or whether you're talking to, you know, Joe Schmo peddling vegetables on the side of the road, everybody does an unbelievable job. Uh, so much so that even though I know that I need to push on and I need to fucking get as much of this game done as I can to write the review, I can't help myself but go and talk to everybody. You know? Mm-hmm. I need to hear them. I need to hear what they have to say. I need to pick up bits and pieces of the lore that they'll give you. I need to, you know? I just want to immerse myself. And, I mean, at the end of the day, the day that's really what this game is, you know? It's it's a role-playing game in in every sense of the word. And if your objective isn't to Immerse yourself in the lore and the world and the characters and the storyline, then you probably shouldn't be playing it. I don't think that the combat alone is necessarily good enough, and it's good, but I don't think it's necessarily good enough to warrant an eighty hour playthrough uh, when you're skipping through, you know all of the all of the world building stuff. Um. And the storyline itself is fantastic. Fantastic. It's yeah. what's really What I really appreciate about it is that for as big and as complicated and as much as the world expands, the further you go out, the storyline has remained uh, easy to comprehend. It's really mm-hmm. been, I haven't really felt lost at any points, you know? The game starts out, you're on this alien ship, they put a fucking alien into your eye and into your brain. And you get off the ship within like the first hour of the game, and away you go. And this, that's the story is, how do we get these fucking aliens out of our head? You know? Uh, nope. They don't try to overcomplicate things. Not like, not like Final Fantasy at times, where without a doubt, you know, there's a lot of like political talk, and there's a lot of moving parts and factions, and things that they don't, they just don't explain, you know? Um... I yeah think it's that's not what really I argue like that.
0: that's that that's trying to be a different thing though. Like Final Fantasy Sixteen is telling the story, whereas Baldur's Gate and the hallmark of any good d and d campaign is it's telling a story, right. You know yeah, it's got a fair. world that's got a lot of shit going on in it, and whatever you get up to defines your story. So maybe yeah. there's an objective in there. but yeah, the I feel like it's, it's gotta be,
1: I feel like it's got to be more modular in a sense just so that like the player like more elastic so that the player can sort of strike out and fuck around and like you know change the shape of it rapidly and it still holds yep. together whereas like ff16 is just like there is one narrative and you were you were strapped the fuck in and it's just like go 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 and and this one's like well maybe you don't do that maybe you go this way maybe you go that way maybe you fuck somebody you, you're not supposed to or fuck somebody you are supposed to and it just it goes all over the place you can kind of tell based on some of my comments what kind of a playthrough i'm going to be engaging in when i do eventually get the
2: game yeah <laughs> yeah yeah no absolutely
1: high high, right. high charm stats and just like really kind of laser focused on one specific kind of problem
2: solving yeah <laughs> what was it you said high charm stats
1: yeah, high. Th- yeah. yeah, really. Charm-focused game gameplay, and really just kind of like I'm yeah. gonna use that specific stat to get out of
2: as many problems as it possibly can. <laughs> that's that's exactly how I've built my character. High charisma, high charm. He can talk his way out of most situations, if not by uh, getting chummy with someone, then by threatening their life. You know, one way ah. or the other. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, and that's a blast too. You know. It really is it really is impressive how many different ways you can approach each and every situation. And then it's really impressive to see all the different ways that your choices, whether they are clearly, you know, world-changing choices or if they're the most minute thing that you could think of. It's really impressive to see how each one of these choices affects the game later on down the line. There will be plenty of situations where you th- you have a conversation with someone and you you know tell them to fuck off or or you do this or that you don't think it's really a big deal and then 20 hours later that choice is going to come back to haunt you or benefit you you know it's it's I think about a game like the uh, the or, or games rather like the uh, the Telltale games which are all they'll they'll tell you. Not only at the start of the game, but it, during every single scene, almost every single conversation you play, that your choices are going to affect the story and affect the outcome of things. But the fact of the matter is, no matter what you do, you're going to end up at the same place. It's the illusion of choice. And Baldur's Gate has completely, completely changed my perception of what choice in games can be. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's it's, awesome. it's crazy. It's crazy. Um... Yeah, going back to the game of the year, we we're talking about game of the year, you guys, I think both you guys have to play this at some point. Yes. Yes. It's gotta be in the conversation at the end of yes. the year. Yeah.
1: You're yeah. absolutely right. Um, it's, <clears throat> I'm probably gonna get it on one of the consoles. I don't know which, just cause like, um, well, I wanna play this on my couch. That's, that's the really, that's kind of the major reason. Like I, I'm pretty sure my laptop can handle it, but,
2: Oh, that's, that's another thing I'm sure you'll be happy to know is that I found that I could jump back and forth between controller and mouse and keyboard. And it was, it's pretty good. The, it works pretty well on controller, you know, obviously it's, it's easier on mouse and keyboard because yes, you've got yes. your systems all up right in front of you. And it's a little bit easier just to navigate, but, uh, I think you'll be just fine on a controller.
3: Okay.
0: Sick. Yeah. I will be really curious once more people are getting toward the end of the game, if that the realism of, the cho- of choices holds up. Yeah. Because that's like the downfall of any giant RPG, and especially a, a big trilogy like Mass Effect, where in the middle it felt like there was infinite choice, you could do anything, everything made a difference, but they couldn't keep branching, branching, branching off. It had to narrow back down into you know yeah basic the ending eventually so. had
2: to get back to like you said uh, from everything i've seen before exactly what you said you know they're telling a story mm-hmm. they they send you off to the races and then you're you shape everything around you you shape the world around you right and so far like i really haven't found anything where i felt like what i've done. Previously, what I've done in the past 10 hours hasn't affected what I'm seeing at that moment, you know? But the ending is a different story. Now, I wouldn't be surprised, though, to find out that the game has like a fucking hundred different endings. Um, but yeah, I, I, heard I, a, I,
1: heard, uh, I heard a frankly ridiculous number being tossed around in, in uh, an article uh, a couple of weeks back. Uh, it is. Uh, I believe it's a five-digit number. Um,
2: <laughs> what?
1: Yeah. Now, I'm sure this is this is one of those technically speaking kind of things where like, oh, well, you know, when you break it down, you, th- this is a slate variant on this kind of ending, you know what I mean? Like it's probably broken down to like uh, seven to 10 kinds kinds of ends you can get and then just little little variants on that that when you like really, really get the magnifying glass out then it's like this many kinds of endings but like the one of i think one of the developers or one of the like the bosses was probably talking some like big out-of-pocket shit to like pc gamer or something and we're like oh yeah it's got a couple of thousand i'm like fuck off no it doesn't
0: yeah (laughs) it's probably got a ton of different outcomes but it'll be like the fallout ending system it's like the the ncr is dead and the Legion won. You know, the narrator saying a lot of different things at the end that make it different. But that's okay.
2: Yeah. 17,000. Okay, that's, 17,
0: 17, okay, that's the 17, number.
1: 17,000. <laughs> 17,000. First ridiculous. of all, person who said that, no, there isn't. <laughs> I know you guys worked on this thing for seven years. But unless unless you're like radically redefining what constitutes an ending in the course of this interview, which you might be, I, I, I don't think there's 17,000 endings. I'm
3: just gonna say it right here, you know. Yeah. Take a full of shit. Yeah. I mean, it. It makes me wonder
2: if that number is accurate. How long is the end of the game? Oh my god. Because I would assu- I would assume that if there's 17,000 different possible endings, obviously there's no way that there's 17,000 like highly unique endings. Again, Paul, like you were saying, it's probably gonna be similar to fallout in which you'll have little little bits of story differ i
1: i I bet they can consider it a different ending depending on the party makeup that you get there with and Mm -hmm. then you multiply that by like a certain set amount of major events and you just you just you just you multiply those two numbers together and you get probably a pretty fucking an enormous number. And then yeah. maybe there's like little things where it's like, "Oh, because this person is here, you get different dialogue and by this ending and then it's different." You know what I mean? Like you can you can see how the math kind of plays out, which is actually pretty brilliant. But like yeah. it's a great way to make a given ending feel like yours, you know what I mean? Like it's just like, "Oh, I, this is the way my version of the story ended, but it's still manageable enough that nobody had to go to too much therapy after finishing their portion of the game.
3: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to
2: see. I have no idea how close I actually am to the ending. Uh,
1: which is cool, which is cool, which is a cool thing, you know?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Again, with my penchant for seeing everything. It's tough for me to uh, to move on to other areas without feeling like I've combed every nook and cranny. So
0: it'll be interesting to see with this coming out so close to Starfield, another giant RPG that's supposed to have lots of choice and lots of skill checks and stuff. How much did they do compared to how much is in Baldur's Gate Three in terms of you know what you can do in various scenarios? Um, Fallout Four. Was terrible for that. There was no such thing as a skill check. uh, As far as I'm aware in that whole game. So I hope they've gone back to the well, to the skill check.
1: Yeah, I think they're going to be two enormous games for like almost completely different reasons. Like there'll be like a Venn diagram and like a little sliver that meets in the middle where it's like something that both games have. But like most of it is just like fully separate content.
2: Right,
1: like I, I i I'm not even sure it'll be a realistic conversation to compare the two,
0: yeah, no, definitely not. i what i'm I guess what I'm saying is, I hope there's an element of making that your story as well, right. that would be
1: amazing. That would rule. Um, I would love that. I don't. I, I I have both a lot of expectations and no expectations for Starfield. I'm like, if they were able to cobble together a finished game that runs properly, fucking bravo, guys. But, like, <laughs> anything above it, and beyond
0: that. It, like, depends on the hour of the day how I'm feeling about that thing. Because yeah. it'll be one second, like, where is the marketing for Starfield? Are they worried about it? Because it comes out in a couple of weeks, and I've there's nothing. There's no... YouTube ads there's no nothing where's the push behind this thing this is your biggest game basically in Xbox history like this has to succeed where's your marketing and then you know i see another look at a, the trailer or another screenshot and i'm like oh yeah that looks looks fucking awesome
2: yeah, i'd be shocked be if it isn't janky's fuck at launch oh for sure I'll honestly be shocked
0: i'm
1: i'm counting i'm basically counting on it i'm like yeah Listen, this is gonna, th- if this isn't the sloppiest jalopy that ever did fucking ride the rose, I am gonna be a little disappointed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, things like, th- especially things that they've never done before, like flying yeah. a ship.
3: <laughs> oh my How God. well is
0: that gonna work? Yeah. I don't know. Probably not great. I, is this a new engine for them? I mean, they might say it's a new engine, but they've been using the same engine since they made Morrowind.
1: Well, and that's what I mean. Holding and shit like, on top and of it. There, there, there comes a point where you've like, crossed the Rubicon. It's like, no, we cannot pile more onto this. You have to do something new. Because you can always, you can always fucking tell. Like Final Fantasy XIV, you, you see it. or it's just like, this is a 10-year-old engine. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it's it stands out that way, right? And like uh, the one that Bethesda was using for the longest time was even older than that. So like, I feel like for the sake of the devs, right? Like, I I I, I like I I want to believe that like part of the reason that the dev time was so long for Starfield is that they were starting from the ground floor, and that like they. We're learning all these new tricks and learning how to do all the ordinary shit using a completely different engine that wasn't older than some of their children.
3: You know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah. I just have a vision of Todd Howard walking into a, a meeting room. It's got all the all the engine people are sitting there, and he just writes a number on the on the uh, on the old whiteboard. He's like, one thousand planets, and they're like. Fuck no way! You like you're kidding. There's no way it can do that. He's like, it's gonna do it, and you're gonna make it happen. And that was ten years ago.
1: <laughs> and then they they've were been like, working guess on what? it ever since. Yeah. Guess what, Todd? We can't do it, and that's why they're using a new one. Or I curse you till the day I die, Todd, and that's why they're using the old one.
0: <laughs> I mean, I think they're calling it Creation Engine Two, but it is still Creation Engine, which is still Gamebryo. Which is the thing that ran Morrowind. Mm. But okay. it's good for this kind of thing where there's like object permanence of everything on the in, in the entire galaxy has a
2: position, right? I mean, you would think that that, that would be a run. selling point. They, if they were uh, making this with a new engine, you would think that that would be a selling point. The fact that we don't know probably says that they're using the same shit.
0: I don't know. Maybe that info's out there. I just haven't seen it.
3: We,
1: we we're all on computers right now. We could find out.
0: <laughs> well, James, I'm streaming. I'm showing trailers on this on the stream. Somebody else has to look it up. I got no more window space, my friend. Here, I'll take a look. Okay,
1: okay. look at that, Rhett taking one for the team, finding out what the fucking engine is. Okay, Creation
2: um, Engine two.
1: Okay, sick. <laughs> uh huh
2: modified an updated form of the creation engine
1: that was okay, used for Skyrim,
2: Fallout 4, and Fallout 76.
1: So, instead of building everything on top of the old engine, they built a new engine on top of the old engine, which yeah. is not better. <laughs>
2: like... Now, this this does also say that uh, Elder Scrolls 6 will be using the creation engine too, so, well, if it's good enough for Elder Scrolls... Yeah, I don't know.
3: Oh, that they think it's good enough for Elder Scrolls. That's what that means. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> God, I, I, I'm going to be feel like I'm, I'm going to be deep into my 40s by the time Adel, Elder Scrolls 6 comes out. Yeah, probably. Man,
0: Just all they've like, done is show the logo. That thing is. Yeah, that is literally minimum
1: Five years ago. I think bare, I feel like
0: minimum.
1: we were at
3: E3 when they showed the logo. Yeah,
0: that would have been twenty sixteen, I guess. I remember because Andrew WK was at that Bethesda show for some reason. Right and on. He was trying to rock so hard and oh, not I bet. having it. I bet. Yeah. Party gods, bunch of journalists. Nobody was having it.
2: Did he do the thing where he fucking rubs his thumb into his forehead and makes himself bleed? I believe he did. Wow! At a fucking games press conference. That's fucking
0: <laughs> fucking metal. That, that is. Just, yeah. There's like there's like a thousand nerds with <laughs> laptops all typing away on their live blogs. That's anyway. good shit. What else is going on, you guys? Like, I, I know you can't talk about what you're playing, James. I can't talk about what I'm playing either. Has anybody played anything
3: else? I can talk um, about... Me? You? Yeah.
2: I can talk about Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
1: Ooh. This isn't crazy news or anything. This isn't new or interesting in any capacity. But <clears throat> there's been a... There's been a, a, a Twitter account Never calling it the other thing, Musk. Go fuck yourself. Um, there's been a, a, a Twitter account showing off sick, high concept <clears throat> screenshots from the original Mirror's Edge, and I was like, man, those look good as hell. That's crazy. So I I fired it up on my Xbox, <clears throat> and uh, looks good as hell. <laughs> it's <laughs> like the backgrounds, like the environments that they did for Mirror's Edge, are fucking so slick. and they, they, they managed to look like <clears throat> something about the like the color and the the, the clean lines and the, the 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 copious amounts of light. it just looks like so futuristic in this cool, unique way that I was like really impressed with, and the game is good, so you it's got that going for it. Um Which is sick. And uh, I've never played an Xbox. 360 game on a Series X before, and I didn't realize it, like, did a virtual 360 where it's just like, you're using you're using this console now. I'm like, oh, okay, sure. Because, like, the button prompts and everything all changed to be that console. It's like, cool. I don't know. It's a neat mm-hmm. trick. Yeah, that's
3: it. It was just like, that game looks good as hell for being, like, so old. <laughs>
0: Fascinating. Yeah. I don't know. Like, how does that hold up so well? And everything else looks like dog shit.
1: Really top shelf art direction. Really. I mean, yeah. I mean, they, they might have jazzed it up for, uh, for the the ups or up. The, I don't think they are upscaling. I think it's just that's what it looks like on the three sixty, and it looks great. I think because you don't see a lot of character models, and you just get like really basic faceless soldiers. And, like, a lot of the art direction is spent on the backgrounds and the environment and what you're interacting with that's, like, non-sentient. So they, like, spend kind of all their money or their their time on that. So it ends up aging really well. And who is this th-
0: chump whose gameplay I pulled up, honestly?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Does <Is> he suck? <laughs> oh, it's just Fail City.
1: Yeah. Because, like, I was thinking about that and I was like, Grand Theft Auto 4 came out that same year and that did not it doesn't hold up the same way at fuck it all, <laughs>
0: yeah, that's true,
1: yeah, yeah, if you i I highly it, recommend firing it up if you've got access to it just just to see how
3: it see how it keeps because boy, great, man <laughs> man, about time he nailed that
0: jump, that was about the sixth time I watched him go down that zip line. The, yeah, the it does look good line, though. Does the zip
1: line the zipline is kind of a pain in the ass because you have to like you don't know exactly the arc you're gonna fall from, and you're like, okay, but am I gonna land there this time? You're like, nope, too soon. So you sort of have to trial and error it. And I did eventually figure out that as soon as it turns red, that's when you drop and you land and you do the barrel roll. It's it's all it's all gravy. Yeah. If I ever have free time again, that's gonna be what I go back to play. It's just uh, finish mirror's edge. They good. made
0: another Mirror's Edge, right?
1: They did. You also have access to it on Game Pass.
3: Oh. Was that one good? hmm
0: <laughs> Well, if, if uh, game developers will ever do us the service of stopping putting out such great new releases, and can go back and play old shit again. Yeah. Alas, we're stuck with what we've got. And, Rhett, you were going to talk about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. What's up with that?
2: Yeah, it's pretty sweet. It's pretty sweet. Comes out in a couple days. The uh, embargo on the reviews lifted yesterday. I encourage anybody to go check out my review for the game. Uh, another entry in the asymmetrical horror genre. Except this one is interesting because you don't have one killer versus a team of people. It's a team of killers versus a team of people. Oh. You got the family, obviously, Leatherface, the cook, the hitchhiker, Staples from uh, from the Toby Hooper original. And then you got a bunch of kids. The kids are all, I think they're all new, but it um, doesn't really matter. The victims, they call them you're not really watching Texas Chainsaw for the the victims, you know, or the survivors. You're watching it for the family and watching it to see them um, run their barbecue business as well as they can.
0: Uh, yeah. Nobody's showing up for the riveting storyline.
2: No, no. People are showing up to see people get put up on meat hooks, chase down, etc., nice. etc., uh-huh. And the game has plenty of that. It's great. It's tense. It's exciting. The character development is cool in that you can, you can customize characters with a bunch of different perks, a bunch of pretty well thought out skill trees that are deep, a lot deeper than I expected them to be. Hmm. Um, it's a little bit lacking on content right now. Number of maps is a little low but there's a great foundation here. And in a year or two, I would expect the game to be a staple in this genre. I don't know if it's really going to take a bite out of Dead by Daylight, because it seems like nothing can stop that game. Um, but yeah, I've been having a good time with it. I recommend it. Especially if you're a fan of of the source material.
3: Cool. Yeah. Uh- news? James, I don't know if you pulled any news. Oh, um...
1: Nothing to speak of. There was a lot of crazy backlash because basically IGN put out this article that was like, oh, the devs are all freaking out because they're like, Baldur's Gate 3 is going to set a new standard. And they, they put this out, and then what happened was a countless endless parade of devs piped up and were like no we're fucking jazzed that this game is so good and we're excited to play it and we love it and we're we're happy for it's fucking success and like personally I think that like gamers already have some fairly unrealistic expectations for their favorite companies and like if if you ever want to get a glimpse of like what it is that gamers want versus what they get, you just turn on the live chat for any time a company uh, does a does a presentation online, you know, like a Nintendo Direct or a PlayStation, whatever, or an Xbox. I don't fucking know. Um, you get this like st- endless stream of consciousness barrage of people being like this game, right? They're going to announce this game, this game, this game. They don't even, they don't put any sort of sentence around it. They just say the name of the hypothetical game they want announced, and they just spam that seven or eight times. Because gamers, when they feel the need to project themselves into the shouting, screaming void, get real stream of consciousness with it, and that's fine. Listen, that's totally fine. You're allowed to do that. That's the wonder of this world, you can fucking do that. The point I'm trying to make is that expectations are already generally pretty unrealistic. And I don't think that Baldur's Gate 3 made it any
0: worse. I mean IGN knew exactly what they were doing putting that article up. Yeah, they were it's, they were it's like rage bait, it's clickbait, it's it's karma farming. Yeah. Because they know the people will show up to rage about that.
1: Yeah, which I, honestly, you know, if it got them the engagement they were looking for, genius stroke in your guys' part. That's fucking awesome. I'm sure that drove traffic your way to a great degree, and people are screaming at you for being a dumbass. And I'm really sorry to whoever had to put their byline on that fucking article. Mm. <laughs> they probably had to do a lot of uh, a lot of damage control, and that probably sucked. But you know, those of us who've worked in the industry in any capacity specifically the games journalism heaviest air quotes ever deployed um know that you know sometimes you
3: get some flack for just trying to like keep your site alive that's fair hmm that's
0: fair <laughs> i do think it goes the other way though is it's like you know people have high expectations of things but also there's a a larger than ever number of games that come out incomplete, unfinished. Yes,
1: it's true, it's true. If the unrealistic expectation that people are starting to foster is that a game is fucking finished when it drops, then that's fine. I'm okay with that. I'm on board. Let's finish a fucking game before we release it, you know?
0: I I know...
2: Seems like nowadays everything comes out unfinished. Unfinished.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say the latest one that came across my radar is the upcoming Forza Motorsport, which mm. will not have split screen. Huh. Oh, like why? You know, I th- if it's something if you got to cut something, that's maybe something you cut. But I don't know. It seems like that's an expectation. I yeah,
1: I feel like split screen specifically is. Really low on the priority list. If not by the devs, then by the fucking producers and the publishers, because they're like, people all game online now, or they're just lonely weirdos. They don't need split screen. And the numbers kind of bear out that assumption. There is definitely a dedicated portion of the gaming community that prefers split screen experiences, but it's a smaller portion than it's ever been. So I understand why that ends up why it gets backburnered over and over again, you know? For sure. But like, if you're going to promise that, then like, you know, endeavor to have it ready, right? Like if that's even on the docket at all, then like do it, you know, I don't know.
0: Especially if you're an Xbox studio who, you know, by definition is related to 343 who said, we're making split screen in Halo Infinite. Now we're not. Now we are! Now we aren't! And to, to the ire of many who enjoyed split-screen Halo uh, co-op. I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's an institution of sorts. You, you don't want to let that one lie because so many people have so many fond memories of doing split-screen Halo and they have an opportunity to continue doing it if only 3 or 4 free could pull their heads directly out of their posteriors.
3: Yeah. It's I don't important. know if that's an option. Honestly. Yeah, I guess they're well, still trying to make that game. Yeah. Are they? Did, I, I, I thought... feel like I read that season four just came out. Oh, blow me down. All right. Yeah. Great. If you like Halo Infinite, I want to keep playing. Yeah. It.
2: All 12 of you.
0: There's more than twelve reds. Sorry, sorry. There's eighteen to twenty, just enough for a big team battle.
2: My bad.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's that's plenty, man.
0: What do you say, guys? Should we get out of here? Get we... back to playing those games we can't talk about and ret trying to find the end of Baldur's Gate three by any means necessary. Yeah.
2: I don't yeah. know if it's gonna happen.
3: You
0: will get there. At some point. Some point. I like that. That's specific. Yeah. I'm sure that also helps uh, the content management people for CogConnected.com. That's where you can read reviews, previews, etc.
1: Once in a while we publish YouTube videos. It happens. I've seen it happen, goddammit.
0: There used to be lots. Less so now.
2: Yeah. I wasn't asked to submit any footage for Baldur's Gate. I thought that that was kind of curious, but I guess we won't be having a video review for that. Uh, So, you know, stay tuned for the next video review, whenever it may be. And whatever it may be. By whoever it may be. Yeah.
0: All right, well, let's get out of here, boys. Uh, we've been the Press X podcast group. You've been the audience. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Doing all that stuff. Uh, when will we? Be, when will we be back here? Maybe. Um, maybe next week.
1: Yeah, I we could probably make next week work. Um.
2: Get Baldur's Gate on PC, and then we can be back with a Baldur's Gate stream. I don't do it James do
1: it Enable that do it do it do it do it do it I don't want to make my fucking laptop melt (laughs) it'll
2: be all right it'll be all right you've
0: got the AC unit right behind you just yeah yeah, yeah. sit the laptop directly in front of the AC you're gonna be fine
2: nice it'll make those parts where you go through a bunch of snow super immersive there you go yeah
1: (laughs) all right (laughs)
0: yeah bottoms up cheers everybody talk to you soon
1: (laughs) have a good night y'all